Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's going on? I'm chatting with Max from uh, two different bands. He is quite the maniac over there in Australia. He is a singer for a band called Internal Rot. They are fierce grindcore. And then he is a drummer for a band called Faceless Burial. He looks a bit like a collegiate professor right now. So you would never guess that he sings in these like this brutal band and plays drums in that brutal band. But, you know, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Good. Uh, yeah, so what time is it right now? You're 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 in Melbourne right now. Yeah, I'm in the future. 4:30 uh, p.m. on a beautiful Friday. Yes, and it's how is it in the future? Uh, it's pretty boring. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Yeah, but it's it's nice. You should join me. Okay, I will be joining you in about 12 hours. So uh, this is 11.30 here on a Thursday in Seattle. So uh, good times, man. Um, so, you know, I just got to ask, it's 4.30. You're doing an interview right now. Uh, does does extreme metal pay your bills? Or do you have to have a normal, boring day job <laughs> like the rest of us? Uh, no, it, it certainly doesn't pay the bills, <laughs> especially... Um especially coming from Australia. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's many extreme metal bands that are uh, making big bucks out of, out of what they're doing at the moment. But um, I wouldn't say my job is boring, but I, I run a record store, so I'm, I'm pretty uh, you know, happy about that. But uh, other, than, other than that, yeah, pretty standard. So you run a record store. Is it, so you, you own the record store? Yeah, yeah, I own a record store called Searches in uh, Melbourne. Holy sh! That's yeah. so awesome. There's, there's like quite a few cool record stores just like right up the street from me. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I'm stoked to see that. I mean, you have record uh, holders behind you, and you have like a Blind Guardian record. You have a Witchfinder General record. Uh, 
How Hell long yeah. is how long has your uh, record store been in operation? You know, when did you start that? Um, so I, I came on board with the the record store uh, about seven years ago now, but mm-hmm. the shop itself has been in existence for around fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Or so, um, kind of uh, downtownish Melbourne, if you would, you know, not too far away from the central area of Melbourne. Yeah. Were you like a huge I mean, record nerd? Just like. For, since you got into music yeah i grew up around records my dad was a collector so okay. um you know i started pretty young and um you know got into it through him uh but you know it's ne- i never thought i would end up working in a record store i tried and tried you know growing up like yep. you know all the local shops here and you know never never thought it would ever happen um kind of fell into it by a complete coincidence um which I was stoked about, sold my collection and um, bought in as much as I could. Um, yeah, it's been a good journey. It's interesting um, being on the other side of it too, you know. Mm-hmm. I worked at a record store for quite a while. And, uh, you know, when I worked there, we got a, we got a discount. So, you know, it was almost like I just never made money because everything, I my hold pile <laughs> was just so massive that like I like. You know, I, w- yeah, it yeah. was, it was good though. I got some great records, made some good memories and, uh, yeah, man. I mean, a absolutely. lot of this I mean, behind me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm sure it's the same with yourself, like growing up, you know, the record store was the first thing you'd go to in a new city, you know, mm-hmm. figure out what's, what's happening, who's playing, uh, you know, who's, you know, find the local bands, figure out, you know, you know, what the city's about is kind of through a record store. I mean, might not be as much like that these days, but to me, that's really important, you know. Um, so I try and replicate that feeling of that, that, uh, that sentiment, you know, going yeah. forward with the shop. That's but, awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You're you're actually the second person who owns a record store that I've talked to in the last few months. I talked with a guy named David, uh, who oh, runs yeah. a, a death metal record store in Copenhagen. Uh, from oh, yeah. in that band Undergang. Yeah, David, lovely guy, and looks like a killer shop. Yeah. So it's you know I gotta I gotta start traveling the world and going to all these cool record shops. These people owned by the you know guys I'm interviewing, man. Absolutely, man. Come join us. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, growing up, you know, uh, so are are you originally from Melbourne? Yeah, um, I'm born, and raised in Melbourne. Um, yeah, grew up in kind of central Melbourne. Yeah. So, what got you into you know underground extreme music like grindcore and death metal and stuff? Because you know most people aren't born with a Napalm Death CD. <laughs> yeah. No. True. Uh, I. Oh, again, I was really, really lucky when it came to, um, you know, understanding new sounds just through being around my dad a lot. Uh, he's, you know, a pretty influential figure for me when, you know, when it comes to that, you know, that period of time. I got into, I was really, really into hip-hop. Um, uh-huh. I thought his his hip-hop collection was fairly good. You know, it was the late 80s, uh, early 90s. So, you know, Bismarck Key, uh, Ultramagnetic, uh, you know, that kind of era stuff, a lot of public enemy. He was he had all those records when they were coming out. Um, but the one I the, the artist that I was obsessed with was um 
uh, iced tea. Okay. So when when like power power by mm-hmm. iced tea, uh, and that I got that was my first. I remember specifically buying that on tape, and that was my first um, you know piece of music that I felt like I owned, mm-hmm. and so I was obsessed. And then when he did Body Count, he came out with that first Body Count record. And I just, it just blew my mind. I never heard anything as fast, never heard anything as heavy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure you could say that now or whatever, but, or as daggy as that sounds. But um, yeah, that, that was the pivotal moment. Um, when, and that, that was like, you know, anything, anything from that on, I, I just was obsessed with slide, you know, classics, because um, they were fairly easy to find. And, mm-hmm. you know, what was it? It was a Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh yeah, was that like was Slayer and Ice Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that kind of era kind of shifted me um, a little bit more. Like my ear was kind of it's like it's something that um, is mine rather than my dad's, or you know, something a little bit more extreme. Especially the faster it got, like the more I discovered fast music. It didn't really matter what kind of music it was. It's just like. If, if it was fast, like I didn't, you know, like I was obsessed with uh, a pop punk band called Satanic Surfers. Mm-hmm. They're like a um, Swedish kind of band, I guess. Uh, just, you know, nothing outrageous, but they were just really fast. They were, uh, I loved them. Um, you know, then local shows, I started, you know, because I live fairly central in mm-hmm. Melbourne and um, I could access those kind of shows so like going to local shows as well really helped me out um, figuring out what i liked yeah i i know about the satanic surfers specifically from this compilation called short music for short people that's the one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it had like yeah. the shortest blink 182 song ever on it and stuff yeah I remember oh were that. they on it yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, i didn't even remember that yeah uh that's crazy along with like 99 um, other bands or something so yeah that's right that's right um but yeah, no, I, I you know, it's same, it's really same, same as everyone kind of stumbled along with it. something lights a fire in them, and they just need to find more instant, you know. And again, like record stores were um, pivotal for that period of time, like just going to record stores, asking, you know, what was what was cool, reading, reading, you know, reading the back of like yeah. LPs and figuring out, you know, what that shirt was or whatever. I remember when the first time I figured out who Sepultura was. Uh, it's because I went to a show in Melbourne. It's like an all uh, like an under 18s, um, all ages show, mm-hmm. and someone who stage dived landed on me and broke my finger. And I remember specifically in the air looking up and seeing that the the Sepultura S or, or whatever you know that the yes their logo flying through the air. And he took me out, and and I was what was that band? What was that band? That guy's that shirt that guy's wearing, you know. So that blew my mind too. Simple cheer, definitely. Yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. Dude, that is a that is actually a a thing that will definitely imprint on your memory. Is like just the flying s coming at you, dude. Yeah, taking me out. <laughs> so, when did you pick up an instrument? Then, were you a drummer first, or did you start, you know, screaming in, in bands? Just just drums. Yeah, I, I I started playing drums pretty early. I think. Um, I probably probably around you know eleven and twelve. Mm-hmm. I was given a pair of sticks and used to use the school, uh, the primary school that I was at. Um, would would uh, 
play in the room that they had that like a music room or whatever. And um, yeah, I got a kit maybe a year after that, like a, just a real, you know, classic one. And um, from then I, I, I didn't really stop. I started a band like pretty much immediately. Um, and I went to uh, like this place, I guess you, it was a, it was a really interesting place. It was a school for learning music for kids in the area. Your that dog's like, behind you. That's hilarious. <laughs> he was popping up, making a cameo. <laughs> he just came up. He was like, hey, what's up? I want to be on this interview. That was <laughs> awesome. Um, she, uh, sorry, <laughs> I went to some music school, uh, and it was kind of for kids that, uh, not like, you know, it was for kids that were, uh, didn't have, you know, much else and they they they, they needed a, like a, a place to go um mm-hmm. and I, I i i just gravitated towards that kind of environment um where they throw you they wouldn't really teach you anything um you know there's no theory or anything but they'll throw you in um with a bunch of people that had similar interests so i would like punk music i liked you know hardcore music and yeah um, thrash and stuff like that so they were like these are your this is your crew. You guys start a band. We're going to yeah. promote it. Um, and we're going to record you. If you're good enough, we're going to have shows. So that was pretty early on. It was called rock and roll high school in Melbourne. Um, it was really amazing uh, for me. That's so awesome. You literally yeah, went to rock and roll high school. Literally went to rock and roll high school, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was crazy. It was really, really good. It was, um, you know, I talked to people about it around town. I'm not many people know about it. Um, it was probably you know early mid nineties. Um, so people around me that that you know have been around for that long and um, know about it. But I think the concept is totally relatable to anyone as that kind of like DIY mindset before yeah. I even knew what that was. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, it was really cool uh, that we played. You know, we we were, that we had visitors from um, different you know cities and uh, uh-huh. like we had with a play in front of uh, Courtney Love from Hole. Cool. Um, you, know, you know, just fun things like that, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's where I kind of learned um, drums and I never really learned how to play them properly and I still haven't. Um, and as far as vocals go, I, you know, I, I, I don't really consider myself a vocalist. I consider myself a, um, a drummer. <laughs> okay, fair but, enough. You just yeah. happen to do vocals. Happen, oh. I happen to just do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I first heard about you guys because I uh, I buy records sometimes from uh, Iron Lung uh, Distro and, and their record label. I saw some of your records on there was either put out by Iron Lung or distributed by Iron Lung. How did you uh, get in? How did you get in with those guys? Like, uh, I don't mm-hmm. what, what, how long does your relationship go back with those guys? Because Jensen, uh, he's a Seattle guy. So just curious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, and I haven't ne- never been asked that, but I uh they they you know jensen uh and john are like yeah. our old friends we i i emailed them in 2004 um oh wow then going way back 2003, 2003 2004 yeah and um i i can't remember what it was i, I was in a band called agents of abhorrence mm-hmm. and that band um we ended up doing a split seven inch with iron one and we toured them in Australia. Um, we did their first Australian tour here around 2005. Awesome. Um, 
So I've, I've known those guys since around then um, and all their bands and all their projects and um, it just the, the calibre is so high with those guys um, yeah. and they were a massive influence on, on me personally because, you know, I, I was really into power violence um, and, and, you know, that kind of stuff, 65 stuff, um, you know, slab of ham records, all that kind of stuff. And um, I felt like Iron Lung were articulating that that sound um, and doing it so well and projecting it in a new kind of environment where I could, instead of like worship old older heads, I could, yeah. you know, they were they were around me, you know, and they were part of the community and I could just, you know, send them my new demo or something, yeah. you know, which still, still happens. And, um, you know, that's why I still really stuff on Iron Lung if I can. And, um, or always buy their records and trust their uh, ear. Yeah, they put out, you know, it might not be stuff that I necessarily like, like all of it, you know, it might not be the my favorite stuff personally, but I know mm-hmm. that like it's of high quality because those guys, you know, they 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 believe and trust in, in everything that they put out, which is is awesome. So, yeah, uh, it's it's all interesting, at least and, and pretty killer so um, yeah exactly so you guys put out so both your bands faceless burial and internal rot put out killer records in 2020 that both got you know pretty good fanfare both got great reviews it must have been kind of a bummer that you couldn't really you know capitalize on those and tour much because of the pandemic that that probably sucked huh yeah totally i mean i guess yeah you know you know what <laughs> everyone everyone experienced it so i guess yeah. everyone can relate you know um you know I, the, the one thing uh, you know i'm trying to think something to say about it but you know it, yeah it did it was unfortunate yeah. um that's 100 but you know we're in melbourne we had the for some horrific reason we had the worst the uh the most amount of lockdown periods in the world so we were like really shut down in melbourne um so I guess we recorded that uh, we recorded speciation um, just before um, all that really yeah. happened, and it came out while we were locked down. Um, and we kept thinking it would, it would be, you know, finished soon or whatever, you know. But it didn't end up like that. We couldn't see each other for a really long time as well. We couldn't yeah. be in the same room. We were like, you know. We had a 5K radius we couldn't leave from. It was fantastic. Uh, but we every time we had the small opportunity to like meet up, we would face this barrier, we would rehearse. Um, yeah. So at least we got stuff done. We we got a new album out of it. So that's oh. cool. I mean, yeah. So we can yeah. we expect that maybe in 2022 or 2023? Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. Like we should be dropping something, um, you know, in the next few months hopefully awesome yeah, definitely definitely um and the, you know the internal rock thing was one of we've, we've been slow moving for for a while now but mm-hmm. i mean we dropped that record and um you know we had plans and but you know at the same time you know we're definitely an old, old band so when things when things don't go our way it's not a big deal for us anymore whereas faces burial we had this album we're like i, I think people yeah. might like it you know, we think we can go to America, we do oh, Europe yeah. or whatever, you know, things like that. But, uh, you know, we'll wait. It'll be worth the wait. 
Nice. So you will be coming to the U.S. though with Faces Burial sometime in the you know in the next couple of years at least. Hope hopefully. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, barring a disaster, we'll be, we'll be there. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Especially up in Seattle. Love Seattle. Uh, so you've played here in Seattle before with? I've, yeah. I have never seen uh-huh. your, any of your bands. So. Uh, Faceless Burial's never been to uh, America. In fact, Faceless Burial is the complete opposite of all my other bands in the way that we work, where we jam and um, write a lot more than we ever toured. So we're not really a touring band, but um, I've played there a few times with other bands. Um, nice. Uh, Internal Rock Tour there, we, we played there as well, um, uh, 2013 maybe or something, something like that. Yeah. Man, I feel like I missed out. FOMO. It's okay. That's I'll all good. You. I mean, it was small, you know, small time band. You know, I think the funny thing about Internal Rot is that I don't think people really realize we released an album before the one that came out in 2020. And no one, no one really knew about what we were doing previously. But we, you know, yeah, people knew about it. But definitely that album helped us. Um, I think people paid attention to that record a bit more than our other stuff. What was it about it? What 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 was it that caught people's attention? Do you think? I mean, obviously the music kicks ass, but was there something? Was it the album cover is kind of interesting? It's like a really pretty girl with like this kind of brutal like cover. You know, it's like it's 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 kind of a juxtaposition. You know, do you think that had anything to do with it, or was it on a playlist, or you know, was there what what do you think? I don't really know how how those things work. Something just picks (laughs) up, you know. Yeah, I think just a bit of luck, maybe, you know, like, sure. I mean, or a bit of just like plugging away at it. We, we've, you know, we've been a band since 2009. That's true. Um, you know, we've released, you know, splits, mm-hmm. we've released seven inches, released, you know, you know, we've toured, um, you know, we've been in the States twice. Uh, but I, I don't think that uh, there's any rhyme or reason. I think maybe the right time, right place or, um, you know. The right person listened to it or maybe there was a you know people needed to hear something wild for that year i don't know that yeah. album i will say is uh is like an album that like if i'm having a crappy day i'll just put that cd on in my car and just crank it and i just like just like do the like frank mullen suffocation like, ah, like <laughs> i just like yeah dude, i just yeah man that's a good one so when oh. you're having a crappy day What's an album you can put on yeah. uh, to either get aggression out or to, you know, it could be a, it could be a spiritual uplifting album that could make you, you know, a little bit more positive. But when you're having a crappy day, what's something you can. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Go to. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. You know, I mean, uh, just talking about though, like effigy suffocation, um, yeah. that would be like, I need something, you know, immediate. Yeah, <laughs> I need something really just clobbering immediately, and that that comes to mind when when you said it. I mean, that's definitely, you know, I feel like that's a record that surprises me how heavy it is every time and how old it is, and just you know how many people have tried to do it as good and just have it. I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty good one. Uh, recently I've been really enjoying the band called Halas. Um, they're from Europe and kind of like, I don't know what they're kind of like space rocky kind of proggy slash just, um, just really good music, uh, really good songwriting. And they really took my box at the moment. They uh, kind of, for anyone who's really into like wishbone, yeah. Or some, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, something a bit older, but they do it really well without being, you know, cheesy in any way. And a really earnest kind of uh, delivery in their music. And I feel like that, that's definitely one that I've been listening to a lot to uh, when I need something to hit really well as well on a different kind of sonic level for sure. What are they called again? Halas. It's like H A L L A S. Okay. Maybe there's an umlaut on somewhere. Yeah, I'm check them to out. Check they're, them they're, out. They're, they're quite interesting. Yeah, they're really good. Um, really, really good. And they did about three albums ago. Was one I was like, oh, this was quite good. Really good hits. And then they did one a couple of years ago that was even better. It's actually an incredible record. And they did a new one this year, a couple of months ago. It came out. So I've been flogging that. That's awesome. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, uh, you know, just to to ask you a couple questions here. So a couple goofy questions. So, you know, I'm wearing yeah, an electric wizard t-shirt, uh, you know, band t-shirts are, you know, kind of a big co- part of our culture from when we we're little kids to, you know, <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, I like to ask people what their first record was, but I'm not going to ask you because you probably have so many records you can't even remember. What was your first band t-shirt you ever got as a kid? It's all iced tea related. It's okay, all, really? Like, yeah, all iced tea. Uh, I had um, the, the first band T-shirt. I still have it somewhere. It's the Body Count T-shirt. Oh my god! Uh, so hard. From the first album. Yeah. Body Count T-shirt, and then it was it got they got banned because it had the Cop Killer um, mm-hmm. song on the yep. um, and it had has Cop Killer on the back. That's and I, incredibly I was, hard. I was ripping that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real hard. Um, so I, I specifically remember that being my first, like, this is really badass. I went year. to I went to visit my uncle uh, a couple years back in Texas, and he still has 
the old uh body count like you know how they had the um the long box for CDs yeah yeah it yeah. still has the body count long box with cop killer on it yeah that's sick yeah dude so the it. old the old CD he was it. like yeah he was like I and it was it's still shrink wrapped like holy crap man oh, yeah <laughs> don't sell it don't sell I know. it I hope you, hopefully you inherit it man exactly yeah he he actually hooked me up cuz he used to do a metal radio show back in kind of funny i inherited that you know pretty much that whole thing he used to do a metal radio show in college so he gave me a stack of cds he gave me the old grind crusher uh earache cd he got and a bunch of other things so Hell yeah. yeah along with a record that i don't think i'm ever gonna listen to it's uh it's wait no it yeah it's trent reznor doing a remix of megadeth i don't think anyone needs to hear that Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> apples and oranges, you know, it's, exactly. you never know. There could be a banger in there. You never know. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Going off on a weird tangent here. So, okay. My last yeah, question ahead. for you, Max, uh, if you can show us, if not, uh, just tell us, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Um, that's a that's a that's a that's a weird one, but I, I respect that. What have I got for you? Not sure if you'd be able to see it. I could fully undress for it. Sure, let's do it. Only fans with Max from Faceless Burial. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Um you might not be able to see it, but I I've got a let me see, bear with me. Yeah, yeah. You put some erotic music on if you need. Dun, dun, boom, chicka, wow, wow. Put on some internal rot. <laughs> Ooh, the anticipation. There you go. Can you see that? Uh-huh. That's my my collarbone is still broken. Jesus. So it hasn't been set. I um that's just one that I can think of. It's right here. Both sides are broken, but I um, I, I did it playing a game football, which is Aussie Aussie rules football. I'm not sure if you know you know about that. I know it's a lot uh, more brutal. Yeah, it's a lot more brutal, and and you got to know what you're doing. And I, I I I'm not I'm not big and strong, and uh, I'm not brutal in any way. So, uh, yeah, I, I got taken out really badly um, flying back through for a ball and got mm-hmm. clobbered, landed face down and broke my collarbone. Um, but I had to go on tour. I had a European tour booked. And I, it was like about two weeks away. Um, so I couldn't get it reset. And then I just went on tour and I played, played with it like that. Um, the drums? Just like, yeah, I played drums, sorry. Like that. Yeah, it was extremely uncomfortable. Um, and I never, and by the time I was back, it was kind of, I had to get surgery to um, to reset it, but I uh, I didn't. So it's kind of just stuck on a on an angle like that for, forever. So that's you now. That's, that's just me. That's just <laughs> how it is. Ah, uh, you're like, I'll deal with it later. And then later comes and you're like, okay, yeah, I, exactly. never mind. Yeah, 15 years later, you're, you're showing someone on the internet. 
thanks metal thanks hardcore <laughs> thanks underground music dude thank you so much for chatting with us uh do you do you is there an online store uh that we can or like a a, a way to support your bands what's the best way to support your bands i'll, I'll ask it like that yeah the best way i mean the best way to support us would be to you know buy um if you're in America, buy a record uh, from Einlang or uh, Dark Descent Records, support 625 Records. Um, you know, all the 625 stuff is is pretty cheap um, through – I mean, it should be very cheap. It's affordable yep. through Abolition Records um, uh, in Cali. And, um, you know, Dark Descent definitely have got a really good um, mail order. Um, you, we've got a link up with uh, Inferno screen printing in uh, in the US. Yeah. So if anyone wants to buy a face burial shirt, we'll be um, supplying them with designs over the coming year, especially with um, the new album coming out. That really helps us because they give us a really good cut from that. Um, and if you can afford to it and afford to do it, just buy from Faceless Burial Bandcamp and uh, or or any of our labels, especially. And if you're in Europe or whatever, just Masako and Anjo in um, UK for sure, or you know, any anyone like that, for sure. I bought one of their your gray shirts with the purple print from your band camp, and you, I I got it sent from Australia. I appreciated that, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That's Hell yeah, awesome. man. That's awesome. I appreciate yes. that. Or honestly, man, it means a lot to me. You know, I appreciate that. Of course, man. I love the records. I uh, can't wait to see you guys in Seattle sometime, you know, when, you know, things are getting back to normal, s- sort of. And and uh, I-, I hope to see you guys sometime. And uh, thanks for chatting with me, man. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.